Welcome back to the Micro Advice Podcast. Today, our spotlight is on CX for small and mid-sized businesses in Southeast Asia. We're here with entrepreneur Joannathan McIntosh, who is CEO and co-founder of Opaper. Opaper is a Shopify tailored experience for small to mid-sized businesses in Southeast Asia. Joannathan is on a mission to help businesses double their revenue each year by providing tools that are so easy to use, even a grandmother can do it. Joannathan, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Yeah, of course. Thank you, Jim, for having me. Very, very excited to be here. Oh, that's great. So, Joannathan, to orient our audience as to what it is you're embarking on, how did you come up with this idea of building Opaper and what problem are you aiming to solve? Yeah, so um, maybe just to iterate, like you mentioned before, Opaper is a mobile first and it's a Shopify-like application for micro, small and medium-sized businesses in Southeast Asia. And more specifically, our first target market is Indonesia, a country where I was born and raised. And really, we want to help these small businesses to be able to grow their revenue each year by providing an end-to-end solution so they can really kickstart a business and then keep growing it. And in terms of what problem that we're trying to solve is, as I was talking and doing my user research and the market research, we found out that small businesses tools, especially for those in social commerce, so people who are selling through WhatsApp or Instagram, are very broken, fragmented, and manual. And what I mean by that is these are the sellers who take order through text messages. So Jim, imagine if I'm a merchant, you know, and then you see a post on Instagram about me selling my cupcake, you would reach out to me through text or WhatsApp and say, hey, Joanne, can I buy two brownies and whatnot? And then I have to check to see if I can fulfill your order on a certain date. And how I'm going to send it to you is through services like Grab or Gojek, which is like a Lyft or an Uber that you can order to do same day delivery. And I have to take your order through text and then put it in a spreadsheet and then pass on that information to maybe somebody that I, that my helper in the kitchen and whatnot. And all of those processes is very broken and fragmented. And the buying process is very manual to the point that if you're a merchant, you cannot really take that many orders because it's just a huge overhead. So what we're trying to do is really to streamline that process. We give a merchant an application. So a merchant like me in this example, I can create my own catalog. So I can put, you know, I'm selling brownies, cookies and whatnot and share a link with you. So whenever you want to purchase, you can put things in the cart and say, hey, Joanne, I want to buy X and Y. And then I get an application that shows like, okay, today I have five orders and then tomorrow I have to fulfill 10 and maybe Jim hasn't paid. So I have to like tell him to pay um, because the payment process is still also very manual. And then I can get even richer information, like how often does Jim order from me? What is his retention rate? And also down the road, what we're planning to do is really, when I mentioned end-to-end, is really helping these businesses to connect them with different suppliers. So when I need to buy my flowers, when I need to buy my butter or my sugar and whatnot, I can still sit at home, which is like where these people usually work, uh, their home offices. And then I can tap, click on a button that I can get all the ingredients at my doorstep, even without having all of the manual step. So really streamlining all of that process from sales, from inventory management, from getting the supply, from shipping, and pretty much the entire stack. And that's what we're trying to do. Okay. That's really fascinating. So how did you define this problem? Yeah, um, a little bit of background about myself. So I 
had a nonlinear path in my career. Uh, I have a degree in accounting, and then I also graduated with master's in finance. And throughout my career, my first career is actually, you know, managing finance and operation for a small e-commerce and retail businesses. So what I had to do was actually find distributors and, you know, setting up partnerships with logistics company, 3PL, grocery stores and retail shops. And also at one point in my life, when I was in grad school, I was a small business owner. Um, I had my online bakery and Sprinkles Cupcake was big then. And I thought, you know, I need money to fund my master's degree. And if I sell cupcake, which everybody said was good, maybe I can help fund it. And yeah, I actually, you know, the entire grad school, I paid just with selling cupcakes. And after I get my master's, why would I waste my, you know, tuition fee, right? You have to work in investment. So I work at Merrill Lynch and then I got recruited to work in tech startups. And I've been working in a couple of tech startups. I was an early product manager. I built the data analytics, machine learning, and payment processing platform. And our products were used by Uber, by Lyft, um, you know, by different logistics company, even cities. And all of that is really around data optimization and efficiency. So those are like the areas that I really like in terms of like problems that I want to solve. Those are the problems. But more specifically for Opaper, I recently joined On Deck, which is where the two of us met because <laughs> we're a part of the same mastermind group. So this is On Deck Founders Fellowship. For those of you who are not aware, a great, great fellowship. And when I joined On Deck, I actually was in Singapore. And when I was in Singapore and in your quarantine, all you do all day is like play on Instagram or even order food from you know, like Food Panda. Food Panda is like a, a equal to Instacart or DoorDash here in the US. You know, so then I'm kind of like, this thing did not exist when I visited years ago. And you're curious, I was curious to find out what was the technology behind it? What has changed in the last few years? And I was just fascinated. Like the infrastructure was so built up. Like you can actually have like, a stripe um, for Asia, which is like Zandit and whatnot, like everything that you did not imagine to build a product and application before in Southeast Asia. Now you have everything. You It's enabling you to do all of those. So after I finished like my trip in Singapore and came back to the United States, I had two things in mind that I want to pursue. One, I wanted to solve a problem for Southeast Asian market because that's where I was born and raised. And then two, I know I want to solve the small, medium businesses aspect because, you know, I've done it before and I just want to know, like, is there anything that I can help because small businesses is really 60% of the country's GDP, which is like huge. So just with those two hypotheses, I started reaching out to people that I was very aware of, which is sellers on Instagram, sellers on WhatsApp. These are people that I don't know. And I reached out and I just DM them, you know, I direct messages and I asked them, hey, can I ask you three questions? Can I schedule a call with you? To my surprise, 30% of the people, so one out of three people, they would say, yes, let's get on a call and then let's chat about it. So I asked them three questions. One is, um, tell me about what you do. And then two, how do you do it? And then three, what part of your business that you want to outsource? And then from there, that's really when I kind of define the problem, right? I am not defining the problem. It's like users who are coming back to me and say, hey, I have a problem not being able to 
increase my sales because my overhead of doing X and Y is so much. Like if I get an order back and forth between me and the customer is like eight different text messages that are just not sustainable for me to grow. And then from there, that's when Opaper was was really born. You know, like I, I got this feedback from users and then I started building the MVP myself. I was still working full-time then. So I took like two days over the weekend to build the prototype on Bubble. And I shared it with all the users who, you know, was responsive and they gave me feedback. And then, and then that's it. That's the end of the story for Opaper MVP. And now we're moving on to building our, our next product launch. Okay. That's a fantastic story. <laughs> I love hearing the background about this, particularly that you're leading the development of this exact solution based on user feedback. It's not, hey, we're engineering something and pushing it on to the customer. It's this is what the customer exactly asked us to solve. That's right. So, Joanna, then one kind of follow-up question to that is around customer experience. What is the experience that you're trying to change from the type of experience these sellers might be having today with the tools available to them? We're not trying to reinvent a lot of stuff. For small businesses, the experience that you have with your buyer is really key, right? Your buyer is like your, essentially your king. You want to make sure that everything is whatever they they ask, you answer them. And the buyers in Indonesia and in Southeast Asia, even if you give them an online catalog, sometimes they still want to ask you in person. Sometimes they still want to like, you know, ask, hey, are you sure the t-shirt is going to be this type of green? You know, there, there's these little subtleties and that you have to be immersed into the culture. You have to be immersed in like, if you're putting yourself in, like for us, our customer is the merchant. If we put ourselves in the merchant's shoes, what do they want to provide to the buyer? And how can we help create that multi-tier customer experience, not just for our buyer, not just for our user, but what about for our users' users? So I think that's like one of the key on how we can improve the, the customer experience. But also I think it's important to, to remember that, you know, there are certain things that we cannot change. Things that we can change is like, how can you just use our application instead of checking five different applications to know your shipping fee, right? How can you use our application to know what do you, how many orders that you have and how many inventory that you have to purchase? All of those things are things that we can streamline. But the thing that we cannot streamline is the, the conversation that they have with the users. How can we enable them to do more of that for them to even have better customer experience with their customers? I think that's something that we're the way that we would improve, which is change things where they want to change, but don't change things that are not super broken. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So with your customers then, so it seems like that helps your customers empower their customers. What would be one or two things you would want your customers to come back and tell you about Opaper that, hey, this really helped me solve X, Y, and Z, or I'm having this experience with your tool? Yeah. So one thing that um, the customers, one of the users, they really want to know the customer data. And if you have like only a spreadsheet or if you have like pen and paper where you take notes about your customer information, you cannot get rich information, right? We're essentially building a CRM, a database for them. Okay, Jim ordered cupcakes every Monday. 
and his favorite cupcake is the red velvet cupcake and whatnot, you know. So then when they reach out to their customers, they can tell them, hey, um, you've been a great customer. We're going to give you like cupcake for free next month and whatnot. So so they can enrich that experience for their customers is something that we enable them to do, which they weren't able to do before. I think that's one of them. And the two is the integration with shipping and also optimizing on, on the routing. How can we help our customers so instead of using for many, many different applications that we integrate with all of those providers and we give them the cheapest solution and even optimizing the route. So instead of like a one-to-one kind of shipping, then you can have like one shipper with like five different stops and whatnot. So our goal is really one, enriching our merchants so they can increase their you know profit margin in any way they could and also to cut down the cost in any way they could. And whatever we do is really streamlined and, and really based on those two pillars. Okay, interesting. So, Joanna, then with the kind of final question for today, this has been great. I, I love hearing these stories about exactly what it is you're doing and the real need you're out there trying to solve for some of these small, tiny vendors that are delivering you know, homemade products to their, their local customers. So. Now that you're building your own entity, I'd imagine you're wearing many hats as an early stage founder with sales being one of them. Mm -hmm. So how are you driving a higher quality customer experience in selling this tool? Because I would imagine getting it into the hands of some of the more localized vendors could be difficult. They may not be aware that something like this is out there. So how are you delivering good quality experience in your own sales cycle? Yeah, I mean, uh, so there are 60 million micro, small, medium businesses in Indonesia alone. So the market is huge. That's really our target goal, right? How can we have 60 million merchants on our platform using our application? And working with you know these, these merchants, it's not only they want to provide great customer experience to their buyers, it's also they want to get great customer experience from us. Right. They want to know, like, how often do we reach out to them? How often do we ask feedback? How often do we follow up? And do we have any sense of urgency if they say, hey, something is not working? How fast are we responding to that? Because that really, you know, hamper on their ability to fulfill orders and to take orders and whatnot. So coming actually from a couple of startups that I work with where we is selling to enterprises and it's providing high post-sales touch point is really key. But I think you just have to remember that. During sales, it's not just about getting the customer on board, but also how do you retain them? How can you be more proactive reaching out to customers? Again, keep getting their feedback, talking to them even after their users, because their want and their need is going to change as they grow or even not growing. So you have to know why and how can you help them, you know, and, and foster whatever they need to to do for their growth. And I think like setting up like timing is also key. Like what is your SLA for responding to customer services and customer success and whatnot? If they reach out, how often do you respond to them? I think all of those are are super key. But for me, it's really metrics, right? Like we're trying to get 60 million merchants on board into our platform. That's really our goal. Have 100% of the market share. It's really metrics. Measure how often do they use your product? Why are they not using it? How often do they use it? What about the users? I think like the more data you have, 
then the easier you know where you are missing and where you might be falling behind. Then you can ask, you know, your customers if you have a good experience with them. Then you can come back to them and have that conversation about how can we improve. Because at the end, if we improve, it's also improving themselves. But again, we're working for them. We're really building a product so they can be successful. That's fantastic. That's amazing. Yeah, amazing insight. So, uh, anything else that you want to add in terms of vision for the future, or where you want to see this take off? Yeah. So like I mentioned, we, you know, completed the MVP and right now we're preparing for our product launch. We raised over a million dollars for our pre-seed. So we're pretty excited to put that, that money into use and to really help the small businesses. So we're very excited for that. It's definitely huge responsibility to take, you know, once you get funding and whatnot, but very, very excited to actually be able to support these small businesses because so far our conversation with them has been, you know, mostly on calls and whatnot, but actually helping them hands-on would be super, super exciting. And we're growing the team. So I think that's really next on, you know, our roadmap for the next six to 12 months and a lot of partner integrations. That's great. Joanathan, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. This is really, really fascinating stuff. And I can't wait to stay in touch and see how you progress. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And thank you all for listening. If you have any thoughts on a customer experience podcast topic, feel free to drop me a line on LinkedIn. If you enjoyed this episode, there are many others on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Thanks again. See you right back here. Same place, same time next week. Bye now.